Hey everyone, it's Allison Lee, the host of CraftCast, and on today's show I'll be talking to Christine Kane. Oh yes, the mentor to women who are changing the world. Very exciting. As well as lots of other news here in the CraftCast studio, so let's get started. Show number 148. Starting the day again, oh yeah, letting the sun shine in, uh oh, I'm gonna dig within myself. Uh oh. Life may be never what you think, but I think I'll just go with it and create something new. Hello, everyone. It's me, Allison Lee, your host here at the Craftcast Studio. Excited to be back sitting here in front of the mic once again. Uh, at the beginning of the week, this is the beginning of the Valentine Week, the Heart Week, the Red Week, the Pink Week, the Lace Week, the Flower Week, <laughs> the Chocolate Week. Let's not forget the chocolates. Uh, all that fun stuff. I'm a big believer in uh, that you can buy all of that and be your own Valentine. So if anyone out there just went wah, wah. I don't have a Valentine. You don't need one to enjoy the day. Love yourself. Buy some fun stuff is what I say. Uh, and one of my, should I really tell you this? One of my favorite silly things. All right, I'm going to admit to it. Uh, if you follow me on Facebook or Twitter, I posted the other day about some of my favorite chocolates. Now, I do love very high-end, low-sugar very bitter chocolate, love the gourmet chocolates, but I have the trashy side of me as well. I'm just going to admit it right here. Oh yes. I love the, I shouldn't call them trashy. They're just the, they're lower priced, budget conscious chocolates. The Russell Stouffer and the um, Whitman samplers. Mm-hmm. I have a problem walking by those, walking by those huge boxes of chocolate for under $10. <laughs> But they're really good. That's the thing. It's not even the price. I love them. Anyway, I know the Valentine's ones always go on sale at places like Target like half off the next day. And I have a really, really hard time not buying them in massive quantities. Just saying. So they bring a smile to my face. Clearly love those chocolates. Who else out there loves those? I mean, come on. Those cute little yellow boxes with the four little pieces in there. All right, time to get into some more crafting things, not just chocolates, but shh, I just get happy talking about chocolate. What can I tell you? Uh, so all of you, I hope you have a happy Valentine's Day, whatever you do. Give yourself some of your own special time. Uh, but I have a lot of fun stuff on the show today, a great guest, music, books. So first, I'm going to talk about... What am I going to talk about first? I think I'm going to talk about the book I have right in my hand right now, which is a book I got from... I am privileged to be able to say one of the teachers here at the Craftcast Studio online live classes, Miss Brenda Sweeter. Sweater. Said it wrong there. It's Sweater, like suede. Uh, spelled S C H W E D R. Brenda, she taught a very popular class here, um, and the recording's very popular too, all about making bezels, how to set anything you want into a piece of jewelry, you know, all that great found stuff that we have, you know, treasures, memorabilia, things you find on the beach, uh, in your junk drawer, but they're fabulous, you know, bottle caps, rusted things, all that great stuff. You know who you are that you collected out there. Uh, she showed us using steel wire, how to set it into wonderful things. And now she has an equally wonderful book called steel wire jewelry, stylish design, simple techniques and artful inspirations. And I love it when a book when a book holds up to its title and what it says is inside. Yahoo. Fabulous book. Uh, and listen, I'm the kind of gal that if I didn't like it, I just don't say anything. But when I really like something, I'm going to brag about it a whole bunch. And this book is worth uh, talking about that way. Because Brenda has some artful, fresh, uh, you know, 
just new, different approaches to making some things. Uh, and I, I really love all of her projects. Now, she works with that steel wire. God, God, you have to have gloves on for that. I tend to like to work in the silver. But you certainly could use all of these designs, incorporate all the ideas and the feelings into any copper, brass, anything you want. Uh, it's beautiful in the, in the steel wire. You know, it's a very inexpensive wire to work with, and it's a fabulous quality and color, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so anyway, check out her book. And I immediately called Brenda or emailed Brenda and said, you know, how much I loved it. Would she teach another class? And she said yes, and I'm pretty darn excited about what it's going to be. So that is coming up. Uh, there's not a date set for that right now. Or I would tell you all the details, uh, but it's coming up and that'll be very exciting. So check out her book, Steel Wire Jewelry. Again, you can come right over to www.craftcast.com. I put the links up to make it easy so you don't have to be writing down with a pen, taking notes right now. Uh, and then here's another book. This was on a bunch of people's blogs uh, that I like to follow uh, who do all kinds of artsy different things. And I guess I saw it pop up in a few of those. And I guess I saw it pop up on my Amazon. And I finally said, I have to own the book. I got some really good coupons in the mail from uh, Narns and Bobo. You know who I'm talking about. And uh, purchased it because I usually, I'm not buying books anymore in the book form as much as I love them. Uh, I get them all from my iPad. But some of the art books, that's not happening. So what can I tell you? Uh, but this book is called, let me read it right off the title here, Vera, The Art and Life of an Icon. And it is by, who is it by? S-E-I-D, Seed. I don't know what her, Seed, I guess that would be. I'm sorry, pronounced your name wrong. Uh, Susan Seed. Oh, I recognize Susan's name. Uh, it is about Vera who you know from the scarves from the 50s, 60s, and all about her life, her design. Her last name, uh, I believe, is Newman. Isn't that what it was? But you never cared about her last name. Yeah, Newman. Uh, because you just saw the word Vera, signature on the scarf or the napkin or the placemat with a ladybug, was what she also used uh, as her signature way back. And I remember my mom had the napkins and the uh, placemats. So... I love the book because it's just a design time that I adored. And you can see when she went through different moods, great flowers. I just loved her graphic flowers, her uh, graphic approach to color. So, of course, being the kind of girl I am, <laughs> I've been on eBay bidding on and winning a few of these vintage Vera scarves. And it's so much fun. Don't do it. I don't want to bid against any of you guys. Uh, but it's so much fun, and they're, you know, very uh, easily priced, attainably priced. And I just got one today in the mail that I bid on, which is in black and white, because I saw in her book how she did this whole sort of hand-drawn black and white. I love it. I love that little bit of silk color wrapped around the neck. What can I tell you? Maybe it's right out of the 50s, the movie Funny Face or something. I don't know. I just... I adore it. And so the book is inspiring no matter what your your uh, creative medium is. And even if you don't create, you just want to see what someone else did. It's, you know, beautiful pictures, beautiful color, and then an interesting story about how she uh, evolved and in that time period. And um, I just like seeing also, you know, they made everything in their factory here for a while. They did material uh, for upholstery as well. And, uh, I just find it fascinating. And her, her home, which is, was not far from where I live, was also very much in keeping with all the fifties, um, designers. She was friends with Calder. So I'm looking on eBay for one that's very Calder inspired. Mm -hmm. I have something I'm watching right now on eBay. I'm just telling you. So that's a fun book. Highly recommend it to anyone. It's a great, and it's one of those coffee table books that you can leave it out and then you just sort of look through whenever you want. So there you go. There's my recommendations this week on some very cool books. Uh, 
And so what else is going on here? I'm going to tell you about some upcoming classes. Uh, again, come over to the craftcast.com site for the specific details, the days and all of that. But coming up, uh, three classes, I've mentioned some of them before, but I'm always excited to talk about them. Uh, if you're listening to this live, uh, to this broadcast right now and you want to come to this week's live class, so if you're listening before February 16th, uh, this Wednesday night on February 16th, the live class is with Cynthia Tinapple. She'll be doing extraordinary extrusions from polymer clay. Uh, if some of you out there are going, what the frig is she talking about? <laughs> Come over to the site. You can at least see some pictures and see what I'm talking about. Uh, polymer clay is a very cool material to work with. Cynthia makes these beautiful cane tiles uh, and then uses those tiles for other pieces of jewelry. She puts them in wooden bowls. It's pretty fabulous. So anyway, that's February 16th. Uh, then I have coming up with Holly Gage, what's called negative space caning. She takes uh, metal clay and uses a combustible so that when you build your metal clay work, the combustible burns out and you have open work with the metal clay. Gorgeous. Also coming up is brand new uh, Barbara Becker-Simon. All of you out there, there was lots of you who came to last time, uh, Barbara Becker-Simon's class, when she taught uh, texture plates. Uh, great class recording, if you didn't get that yet. Um, she's going to be teaching. I just saw her, the preview. Uh, and we're calling that the um, enamel and metal clay mashup. Oh, yeah. It's a mashup, all right. So it's doing a graduated set of beads using uh, enamels and metal clay. Uh-huh. It's really cool. <laughs> and then Patrick Cusick is back to do another class. He's going to show us how to do the botanical bracelet out of metal clay that uh, won the award. I guess it's now in 2010. Did it win or 2009? Uh, I'm not good at dates, if you haven't noticed. Uh, but it's a beautiful bracelet. You can check that out uh, soon on the CraftCast site. That's not up yet, but it will be coming up soon to sign up for that. Uh, plus, he's, So he's doing the bracelet that he won the award for, plus he's doing a little add-on. It's a slight variation on the theme. And they're frigging, frigging gorgeous. That's all I can say. So there's a few things up and coming when you come over to the CraftCast site. Just click under Live Classes. And if you missed a class, just go over or click on the Recording section. And you will see all that. So there you go. All right. So now today's guest. Today's guest I've talked to before. Uh, so it's so much fun to talk to her again and see actually where we've both grown from. Uh, and uh, her name is Christine Kane. And I adore her work. And I love her tagline. She's mentor to women who are changing the world. And she's just uh, also a fabulous uh, singer-songwriter, so we're going to be listening to her music, too. Uh, but she is just the kind of people I love to hang out with, so I spent some time talking with her. We talk about everything creative, how to get there, what gets in your way, all that good stuff. Uh, also, you'll hear at the end, she has a, uh, a live uh, online call coming up so that all the information will be on the CraftCast site where you could quickly click to get that. That's coming up this week. And uh, you'll enjoy it. But before we hear her speak, we're going to hear her sing. Uh, this is a great song. It's sort of appropriate for today. She's going to be singing the song she wrote, How to Be Real. And then come on back, and I'll be chit-chatting with Ms. Christine Kane. Well, her job was no more than a cubicle opposite of beautiful her soul for a check but her smile tells you that she found a deeper will she didn't know she had until the day that she left and even though she's flying high she can't help but wonder why it took her half her lifetime just to find out she could let herself learn how to be to be radiant, to be elegant in her clumsy kind of way. Oh, here's to how it feels to be real. 
been all about the starting over, building up and letting go, and lots left to do. So some days she'll just toss aside the calendar, get lost in Mary Oliver, the whole afternoon writing poetry and blogs, riding in her car with dogs who stick their noses out the window all the way to town. Even they can show her how to be real, to be radiant, to be elegant in their clumsy kind of way. Oh, here's to how it feels to be real. Thomas Kincaid paintings that she adores, but her soul knows that any kind of deeper calling looks more like the pencil drawings tucked in her drawer when she opens up her heart. It is all her work of art, and all she has to do is let it out. And that's exactly how to be. Well, I am thrilled today because I have uh, a guest on the show today, Ms. Christine Kane. She has been on, I think it's twice before. That means a lot of time has gone by. Uh, And I absolutely fell in love with her the first time because I listened to her music. I wrote her and I said, I would love to play your song on Craftcast. And she wrote back and said, sure, sent me a CD. And so began uh, us meeting up and talking and interviewing. So I'm so excited today to talk to Christine. Christine Kane, who is known now for uh, being the mentor to women who are changing the world. She has coached over a thousand people in her Up Level Your Life Mastery Program and Up Level Your Business Program Blueprint, in addition to her Up Level Wild Live events that I would love to see. So I'm excited to talk to her today about, I guess, everything creative. What do you think, Christine? That sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, my, that's my passion because this, this all started for me when I uh, created an e-zine and I called it Live Creative because I realized I wasn't talking to songwriters when I was on stage. I was talking to women like you and like me and, and who had maybe jobs they didn't want to be. They wanted to start a business or they wanted to follow their dreams. And my music always spoke to them. And then what I realized was so much about the creative life was teaching me about creating your life. And that's mm. who I started coaching, and that's when all the other doors started opening up. So, yeah, let's let's do it. Now, does it come out of, right out of your own need to do what you want to do? So it's you you sit with a feeling, something you had, like you just said, and out pops uh, an e-zine, an online magazine of here are some ideas because this is what I'm doing. Well, for me. It started with a blog, and I, I am one of the things I coach my clients in is imperfect action. I think a lot of people, and that goes for the you know creatives and artists as well. They wait till it's going to all be, all be right. Like I'll you know mm-hmm. I'll write my first song when I'm when I know I'm good at singing, or when I you know, mm-hmm. and that's just such a myth. And what I did was, I had been touring and performing, and I had this kind of soul calling 
really softly at first that I knew there was something more that I was meant to be doing, something bigger. And the, uh, it, it, once I set that intention, as I call it, the unstoppable power of intention, as we were talking about right, before, right. Or we got started recording. Right. Um, once I set that intention, the first thing that happened was I got this idea of like, well, just start blogging. Like, who cares? No one has to know that you're not perfect at this. So I started writing about what was it like to leave a job when I first got out of college and start performing and have so many people tell me I was going to fail. What was it like to step on stage the first time? And I started writing about you know, stage fright, conquering fear, following your dreams. And that led to uh, the idea of living creative, not reactive. You know, same letters, different spelling. Right. And because I was just always someone who was just reacting to life. It was just whatever life threw at me. And so, you know, naturally we teach what we need to learn. Right. (laughs) And, of course, those are the people who are drawn to me. Like, okay, you need to help me now. Right. And so that's where the idea of the easing came out of my blogs. And, of course, everything, yeah, the idea comes and I just go for the imperfect action piece. I love that imperfect action piece. Well, let let's let me just clarify that because a lot of people want to know what does that sound like to hear start writing? Does it feel like a pretty package that comes? Does it feel like a awkward itch that you have to scratch? Does it feel like I'm crying? Does it feel like, you know, how did that look to you or feel to you that you forced you to finally start writing? Well, luckily I had had so much experience doing this with songwriting because every okay. time I wrote a song I went through the whole Angst. oh are you sure this is yeah. going to be good and maybe you shouldn't do this and oh my god what is so it was familiar is? and all it is, is all it is though is you just trying to procrastinate because mm-hmm. it's like well we aren't, we aren't going to know until you do it are mm-hmm. we you know so my technique what I do and it doesn't necessarily the, the word you know it's interesting to me that you said what does it feel like mm-hmm. I think for artists Sometimes it helps us to step the heck out of the feeling. Like, does it feel okay? Do I feel like mm, mm-hmm. What I started doing was just, if something was intimidating or daunting to me, I w- and I still do this, I set the timer. So I, I love get that. Out, you know, I use my <laughs> iPhone timer. I set it for 55 minutes because I've become brave. At first, for me, it was 20 minutes when I first started writing songs. I set the timer for 55 minutes, and I sit down, and sometimes the first few days I sit there and nothing comes up. But as long as I show up, I count it as work. Right, right, right. So for blogging, it was like, all right, you know, i got to write a blog post. Well, okay, I'm just going to sit down. And I, I think my very first one was called Discipline. And you There know, you go. It was no big deal, you know, and it's not a great post, and, and I put it out there. And then I did another one, and then right. I did another one. And same kind of thing. I just set the timer, and I write, and it doesn't – if I'm doing well – it doesn't feel like anything. If mm. I'm feeling, it's usually I'm either too inflated in my ego going, oh, wow, mm-hmm. that's great. Mm-hmm. Right. Or I'm in, oh, you're the worst person on the planet and perhaps you should, you know, go back and just get a job or, you know, whatever those voices say right. that are connected to the, the feeling, which I'm a great believer in tapping into the highest place you can in terms of feeling, but for the most of us, what it means is becoming slaves to our own feelings, reactors to our feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we get stuck. Yeah, I put, I came up with when I had a, you know, you have those moments where you feel very clear about something, so I always write them down so I can look back at them later. Uh, Usually they come out when I'm exercising. It's one of my biggest secrets of trying to get clear. And I wrote this formula down. It was fear plus action equals results with confidence. Mm. And I thought, no, that sort of makes sense to me. (laughs) Say that again. I want people to write that down. Yeah. Fear. Just, I wrote it like a math thing. Uh Why? I don't know, but I did it. Fear, fear plus action Mm -hmm. equals results with confidence. I love that. Thank you. I'm working on a program right now called Up Level Your Confidence because whenever I launched my program, Up Level Your Business, I have people say to me, do you talk about confidence in this at all? I'm just getting started and I don't feel confident enough Mm. yet. So I started to think, well, what is confidence? Where Mm -hmm. does it come from? It's one of the things I say is that action creates confidence, not mm-hmm. the other way around. If exactly. If you sit and wait for it, it just doesn't happen. You get more miserable. Correct. 
So, yeah, that's that. This is all. Anyone listening needs to know. We're all scared to death, and everyone's just winging it. <laughs> right. you know? okay, exactly. Fine. Yeah, but that's today. done. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have moment of clarity, which I usually do when I'm running on the treadmill. For some reason, all that stuff disappears. I'm like, yeah, what the heck? Everyone can do this. Oh God, there's times where I just, when I started playing music, and I realized half of this is just pretending to get on stage and feel confident. Like, I started playing a game with myself, and I teach this in Up Level Your Life, my, the program we talked about, um, about, it, it's a, I call it playing with being. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I started playing with being, and mm-hmm. I just would, I absorbed becoming, like being a rock star before I got on stage. Love it. I would, Love I would it. give myself a time limit for how long I was allowed to be scared. And then at like 5.30 that day, boom, you That's become right. that person. Right. And it's amazing. <laughs> What happened? Like people, like my sales started going up. Things started changing. I'm like, this is it. This is all it takes. Is just a little acting, you know? Right, right. <laughs> and it kind of there is a little. And granted, it's not all that because you can't just get up and be all puffy and then stink, you know? You have right, to have right, right, right. Foundation, but most people who get really terrified, I find, are the ones who are the most gifted. Interesting. I don't know if you see that, but I, I see that a lot. Um, most terrified are the most gifted. A lot no? of times they are very often, but I could be wrong. Well, but terrified, I mean, I understand terrified, but then it's just letting go of terrified and moving forward. I mean, I have been, I, I had a time where I was doing a um, an open house online, and I decided what I'm going to do is, and this is going back already like maybe a year and a half at least, if not two, and I said, free event, all these great teachers are coming online. They're going to talk about all their upcoming classes. It'll be a party. It'll be fun. And every, there were hundreds of people on, and there I was. And I started it, and I couldn't unmute anyone. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was a great lesson because I just saw pure terror. Uh-huh. I could close the laptop. I think it was on a laptop then. I could just unplug it and walk away and just pretend... <laughs> That exactly. Thank you for laughing. And I just decided, oh, what the hey, I'm going to go for it. I know all these teachers. I know what they're going to teach. And it was the best event. No one hung up. And all the teachers chatted in the boxes saying, you're doing a great job. You're selling my class better than I could. And it showed me, well, that's what ter- that's what it looks like to have terror and just go to the other side. Yeah. And just step forward one step at a time. I mean, I've had I had show. I mean, that's one thing that touring, going on the road, you know, 265 days a year will teach you is that, you know, after a while, you, there's no need to be scared. Because the, the funny thing is, is that the people who, like, still write me now will remember, like, the show when the sound went out. Yes, And I just yes. sat in front of them all and just and played. And I sat at one of their tables and sang a song for someone's birthday right. or whatever. And they're like, and then you did this, and then you did that. I'm like, I so don't even remember this. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, and, and I, it's funny. People love seeing your imperfection. Yes, yes, and how you, and how you get through it. But uh, what I find, what you were just saying before, what I find where people get, I don't know, if you want to use the word stuck, I'd rather maybe just stop, temporarily pause, let's say that, is um, they don't know how to be proactive, you know, we know how to sit on the couch and use a remote, but we're not really, really tuned into how to be proactive. Mm. I call that being creative. Okay. I actually, and that is like, it's like creative versus reactive. It's like becoming the empowered center of your life, the creator of your life versus the reactor of right. your life. And one of the things that, since we're talking about artists, one of the big turnarounds for me in terms of success was when I went, you know, what if I actually took all these creative principles that I talk about with songwriting and I started applying them to my business and my life? What would that look like? And that was what turned everything around really? for me. Really? Okay. I stepped, out of, I stepped out of victim. I stepped right. out of, you know, reactive. And I became, you know, as you're saying, proactive. But I call that like the me- real meaning of creativity. Right. Yeah, it is. It's like take put it all together and uh, use what you know in even another field it's a funny sort of switch there that proactive but the other thing I notice where people get um, as well as myself but it, it, I like to say pause not totally stop is we stop sometimes at saying it's too hard and I'm a big fan of what's wrong with hard yeah <laughs> I mean and we all have to remind ourselves of that too and I will tell you 
that this, the building of a business, and this is why I love entrepreneurship and I love what you're doing, and I see artists avoid the business end of it all the time, and because what, what happens is you start to learn that they're hard. Are you going to give in to the fear of failure? You right. Know, and let's say, like, you had walked away from your laptop. Right. When right. When people were on that. That's right. And that would have been the failure piece. But the fact that you plugged forward. And let's say you did walk away, and then the next day you decided, okay, you know what? I'm going to reach out to them again. I'm going to try this again. Right. The only way you can fail is if you stop. Yeah. That's the only failure yeah. is if you say that was it. And, yeah, you know what? It does get hard. I think the, doing anything these days and doing it well with the amount of shifts that are going on on our planet and right. our culture and in the economy, I think anything is hard. But I, the other thing is is that that sort of cliched thing of like, who? why did we somehow believe that it should all be like easy? I'm a big <laughs> fan of that one. I agree. Yeah. But and I'm I'm into effortless. Like I think effortlessness is fantastic. Right. That's Sorry, still my, my other line is going. Um, I forgot to oh, okay. dismantle that. Um, are, you, are you good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm texting the person who is doing this real quick. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I, I love our multi. <laughs> I'm on a call. <laughs> I love our multitasking media, texting everything stuff. Oh, and, and it's this is yeah, it's that sort of thing where you have to remember to unplug. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah, so effortlessness is when things are flowing and you know you're really on purpose. Right. And and there, it's not that you're not working, though. It's that um, you are in the flow of things. When, when right. you're in the struggle, there's something that's got to shift. It's either a mindset thing or what you're doing, like an overall like change the how, not the what kind of thing, where you have to really look at why is this such a struggle? Why do I keep making this such a struggle? Yeah, but that's yeah. an interesting point. I also think the struggle is also part of the circle of the whole thing, that just before the birth of something, it's it's not comfortable. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. And I, I think I've gotten new. I don't know if you experienced this. I've gotten pretty used to not being comfortable. Yeah, sure. And I've taken it as a sign that I'm, I'm in the right direction. Uh, I agree. I don't want to be in terror, but I just, you know, discomfort is a part it's of it. correct. I also think... The other thing I've I have found, and I'm a big I uh, like to um, you know spread the word that on the other side of terror, it's not just terror. Using that phone call is a little bit of an illustration. The other side of that was also okay. This is fun now, you mm-hmm. know that there's a there's a release, and you're in the flow again when you just go through that bit of it. You know, yeah. it doesn't just stay all terror, or we wouldn't do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally, completely. There's rewards to that. Right. Well, then let's talk about, um, I have, there there are six steps that I started creating. Like when I was at that point when I said, okay, creativity, um, let's apply it to life. Let's talk about that in terms of steps, even though it's not always linear, but I can hear some people hearing us, given the experience that we have, saying to themselves, well, that's all fine and good for them, but I don't even know where to begin. I agree. So okay. let's start at the beginning. All right. So where I start, my first step, and, and if anybody knows what my programs are about and what I do, I have one called Uplevel Your Life. And you can go read about it at uplevelyourlife.com. It's not available right now. It's just there. But I, the, the symbol I use for that is the stack of stones. It's called the cairn or carn, some people oh, call right. it. Mm-hmm. And so that's, there's six of them on there. And these are the steps that I created when I realized, wow, this stuff that I'm doing with writing songs and being an artist applies to life. And so the first place I start with everybody is intention. And intention is, it can be a goal, but for the most part, intention is bigger and deeper than a goal. And I'm not going to go deep into the whole thing about it, I'll, you know, you'll be sharing with them that I'm doing a free call on this yep, too, so yep, yep. they can get more, but it's almost like the idea of a painting, like if you have a painter here or, you know, someone saying, oh, I got this idea, and that's the, that's the intention, but with life, like for some people, the intention is, I just can't have this, I can't live having a job anymore, I really want to become a successful, full-time business person, whatever it is, right. artist, business, etc. that would be the beginning point of the intention. And that's that place, like for you, you got the idea for Craftcast. Right. You know, and there's a, we have a lot of different intentions, but the key thing I would say about intention is that piece of clarity 
of knowing what it is that you want to do because too many people sabotage. They go right into doubt of, oh, but that wouldn't work. And you have to stop that. You have to, like, hold on to one intention and start small if you need to. Like, start with a piece of art. Start with an easing or start, you know, something. And because what happens is that, and this is the second step, is the second step I use, and this is like a key change for me from the traditional law of attraction. The second step is elimination. And a lot of people, they say, oh, the intention thing, that's great. I want a million dollars. Right. And then they're like, well, two weeks later, didn't show up. Screw it. This stuff doesn't work. You know, and they, there's a real cynicism that develops. Right. The reason I brought elimination into it is because intention, a pure intention that's clear, will often bring up anything unlike itself that needs to be cleared so that it can manifest. Oh, that's brilliant. It so, has to clear the table. Yeah. That's brilliant. So a lot of us, we, when that stuff comes up, we say, oh, see, I'm so messed up, or I'm so this. I've always been this way. This intention stuff doesn't work. And why I put that step, that elimination step in there was because that is what happened for me. It's like why, you know, clutter. How, what does your studio look like? Right. What is your business like? All of these things that are, like, in your face saying, this is not working. And you have to take some time to remove some things. And at first it can be very basic. It can be like what I always say to people on a call like this is, let's say you've been intending that you want to be a really successful crafter of some sort. Right. And you look, I want you to look around your environment right now, and I want you to say, is there anything in this environment right now that is not in alignment with that bigger, deeper intention of mine? And, like, there's always, like, an Ikea lamp that doesn't work anymore, but you hold on to it because you're too lazy to go get another lamp. Or... Um, some kind of materials that you don't use anymore, nor do you want to, but you keep holding on to out of guilt. Anything unlike that intention, I always say take the first step and let go of that one thing, mm-hmm. eliminate, because mm-hmm. that's representative of a lot of other stuff. So then once people eliminate, and you'll be, you'll be doing this a lot, this starts to become a dynamic, organic process that you're always in the midst of. But the third step is attention. And I always say that attention is the daily practice of intention. Mm, good. Mm-hmm. So for somebody who says, well, I intended a million dollars, and it hasn't come about, and I'm like, well, look where your attention is right now. You're looking on what's not there. Right. And the attention piece for artists especially, since that's who we talk to here on your, on your show, right. it's what creates art. Well, your attention does. You know, when I said that when I used to get scared, I'd set my timer and just sit down with the song – all I was doing was giving attention yes. to my intention yes. to write a song. Amazingly enough, after a few weeks, it starts to be birthed, no right. matter, even if I'm blocked. Right. When people say, I'm blocked, how do I deal with it? That's how you deal with That's it. That's right. You start to hone your attention. And feel free to add anything on any of these. <laughs> well, I, you know what I wanted to say, but I didn't want to stop your flow there, but all of a sudden I remembered something you said. And it was a huge thing for me. This is going back a while. And you said something, I'm going to paraphrase, but it was something along the lines of, it ain't, if it ain't a hell yes, it's a hell no. Mm, yeah. Right? Yep. I, that changed huge for me. I made a huge decision I won't go into right now when I heard you say that. I was like, oh, that works for me because this isn't a hell yes. <laughs> yeah. And I think we're always doing that, especially since we have this whole entrepreneurial spirit thing going that right. we're seeing everywhere now. And the entrepreneurial spirit is, oh, let's try this, let's try this, let's try this. And that's great. But then sometimes you have to start letting go of things. Like, so for me, I had to let, I started letting go of my women's retreats because things started growing so fast. I liked them, but it's like that whole uh, mantra of say no to the good so you can say yes to the great. Yes. And, That's a hard one. Oh, it is a hard one. Yeah. Because people say, well, I made it here, and why don't I just stay here, and hopefully everything will just stay the same, and then we end up getting stuck, and we wonder why. Oh, yeah. I We talked about that as well before we started, and I, I mean, we all go through that. It's how to let go to the next thing. It's always that scary in-between-the-vine swinging to yeah. hold on to the next one. Oh, that empty space. Yeah, that empty space, like, wee. <laughs> well, I, I, I've been through that a lot, and, you know, when I started, you know, wasn't performing as much, and I, the coaching doors started opening. Believe you me, I had a part of me saying, yeah. what the heck are you doing? Yeah. You know, and, but I just kept, it's like that continuing to move forward. So that's a really good, actually, 
segue into the step four of this process, and that is integration. Mm. Because when we get all these ideas, when we're doing this eliminating, when we're focusing our attention um, throughout each day on our vision, we need rest time. We need downtime. Mm -hmm. And people who are very aware, people who are entrepreneurial in their spirit, people who are artists and creative in their lives need more rest than the people who are passive. And why do you say that? Because there is more awareness at all times. You're checking in with yourself. (laughs) And the other thing is, let's be honest, we are generating our own money. Yeah. We're, We're not sitting back. Like, think about when you had a job. If you woke up one Wednesday morning and you were just not in a good mood, you'd just go in and say, oh, I'm just going to sit here and read some cartoons. And As my friend no said, notice. you milk the clock. Yeah. Yeah. And you still get your paycheck. Correct. When you run your own business, when, you ha- when you're an artist, when you're whatever, you know, creating software, it doesn't matter what we're talking about. You have to become a, an energy generator. Yeah. You have to become a money generator. And it's the most powerful place you can be in this world, I think. That's why I'm passionate about talking about this. But it does require that you also amp up the self-care and the integration. Well, it's a very good point. Didn't you also, being a performer, uh, that you learn how to be live no matter what? Mm-hmm. When you go live, you're live. There's no time to be able to say, you know, I don't feel like it right now. Oh, I know. Yeah. Or and the other funny thing is getting on stage or being a performer. All of my um, problems would go away the minute I stepped on stage. Sure. And there I am. I'm here serving you. Yep. Then I'd get off stage and be like, oh, my right. problems. Right. Like, Wait a minute. This is so stupid. Like, your problems didn't come back. You just started thinking about them again. You know, and it's so funny. I often tell people, one of the things, actually, it's an exercise in up-level your life where start your day off in that high-level place as if you are performing. Yeah, that's Not a that good idea. Not that you walk around being like, you know, boastful and standing there with your arms and singing, I gotta be me. It's that you live from that stance each day. Well, it's your, you know, the thing is you're living from that place of passion in the moment. You know, it's, it is where you're, as I would say to my son who's a performer, you know, he's most comfortable, he'll say on stage. And I'm like, I know why. It's because you love telling the story. You believe it. This is the best place. You're in that flow. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't feel any better than that, but it is a great, uh, I think it's great training to also be aware of that. Everyone has it, but I think you can get trained that way from having to be live. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's no choice. Yep. I learned that a lot, too, when I was working behind the scenes. It's like, live is live. There's no time for, (laughs) Yeah. I don't feel like it. Exactly. And that's what I, you know, when I start teaching entrepreneurs about running your own business, I, you know, I say that's the cha- that is the biggest challenge is yeah. that you are completely, fully, personally responsible for everything in your life. And for some people, they say, I don't want that. And I was just okay, going to ask you that. Yeah. Go get a job right. and do what you have to do to ha- keep that job. But in the long run, the bigger risk is the choice you're making when you, when you don't uh, become a self-generating machine. Even if it's like having a business on the side, what a gift to be able to be somebody who is creative in terms of wealth energy as well as every other thing. Yeah. But I don't think, do you think everyone's meant to be an entrepreneur? Meant to be. Um, See, I think that you can. I think it's a great lesson for everybody. You do. Hmm. And since we're talking to um, uh, artists, you already are that person. That's true. That's (laughs) true. You know, if we were talking to like, mill workers and people who, you know, whatever, who had never done anything but work on an assembly line, there'd be some training involved for sure in like how to think differently. But we're already talking to people who are, are honed in. Correct. I still divide it. This is just me and I don't, this might be a little off topic, but I still look at it as business owners and entrepreneurs and they both creative, but they're different. Yeah, that's true. So I sort of mix and match it all up because I think some people don't know what the difference is. Right. And I look at the entrepreneurial spirit truly as the creative spirit, and I look at it also as having an element of consciousness to it. Like I, most entrepreneurs I know, whether they are artists or software developers or coaches or whatever, they have a desire to live very consciously, to live very aware, to yeah. recognize their role in everything, and to get lessons out of all of it. And yes. what better way to live your life? And if you've 
if you've got even the inkling to do that, I think everybody can do it. I do think some people, it's just like, nah, that's, that's way too much, dude. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Christine, you are way too intense. Right. And, you know, so therefore I attract the intense people. Right. You do. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm happy. I'm, I love that. Right. I, you yeah, know, you have to. The other ones can go that's and, right. you know, find someone else. That's right. You have to. Well, you know, back when I was studying ballet, I was maybe 14, I had this wonderful ballet teacher, and I wanted to be a dancer really bad. And But she said, and I got it, she said, you know, you don't dance because you want to. You dance because you have to. Mm-hmm. And it was like, that made sense to me way back then. And it still does. It's, you know, that entrepreneurial spirit, you have to, you yeah. know, and that's what keeps you going every day, no matter what. <laughs> I think too many people have that, though. They have to have to, but they have so, so been trained to listen to their mental voices and their doubts that part of the reason I think we have so much depression on this planet mm. is because we Good have point. crushed that entrepreneurial spirit that is within so many people. And I think, um, yeah, I, I love that you got that at the moment. I think there are a lot of have-tos out there that aren't being listened to. And and I this segues right perfectly into your phone call where I've been on one of your phone calls, and you are a genius oh. at getting that going in people so that they can see the possibilities again in their creativity. Thank you. Well, do you want to mention the phone Tell yeah. everyone about how they can um, okay. get on your phone call. Well, I'm doing a... One time only special, I call them coaching and content calls, mm-hmm. where I'm coaching you and I'm giving you content, and I always say bring a pen and a you know, big pad of paper, because I, I go, I'm going to go into depth on each of these steps, and it's called the unstoppable power of intention, mm-hmm. um, seven steps for, you know, to end the struggle, overcome your obstacles, and up-level your life, and I really go into depth on these, and that's happening on February 23rd at 8 p.m. And I think you have a link for your email. I will have a link. There'll be a link on the CraftCast site. If you don't go to the CraftCast site, you can also go over to Chris, uh, Christine Kane's uh, website. I don't want to say just blog. The blog is in there as well. Well, just let's, since for sake of ease, let's send them to CraftCast. Perfect. Come over to CraftCast. You'll find everything that you need there to get on this phone call. I've been on one. You're wonderful. Thank you. It's always enjoyable. Uh, it's really, you know, we all need it. You're a great coach. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing all this information. Thank you so much for having me. It's just such a pleasure to you're out there doing your big work there. Allison, it's just great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And who knows where we'll both be at again when we talk again. I know. We could be <laughs> ruling the world. Maybe, you know, we'll... I don't know about that. I don't know if I want to do that. But... <laughs> yeah, me either. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always like when people say, oh, you could be Oprah. I'm like, yeah, I'm just too tired for that. Yeah. No, I, I really like being me. Just more exactly. of it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just keep letting me do the work like you as well. Well, so thank you so much, darling. Thanks, Allison. I'll be on the call. All right. All right. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that chat with Christine Kane. I know I did. So much fun to hang out and talk about all things creative with her. I know we could do it for a lot longer than 30 minutes, but what the hey. You can do it longer with her, though. Go on. Come on over to the CraftCast site. You can click through uh, and get all the information. But this coming February, Wednesday, the 23rd, uh, she'll be doing a live teleseminar called Uplevel Your Life. Uh, I've been on some of hers in the past, and I always get a lot out of them. So I highly recommend that. Spend some quality time with Ms. Christine Kane. So come on over to CraftCast.com, and you can get that link. Okay, so what else did I want to add in to the ET, the entertaining thought section of the show today, uh, which is something I always talk about what's up for me, what's going on, and how I can share that with all you guys. And the thing that was going on for me this week that I wanted to share is that little delete button we have on our computers. Uh, I decided to brush it off and use it a bit more. So many people come to me asking about uh, how to get your butt in the chair a little bit more. So I was thinking about that, and uh, I'm very lucky that that's, uh, that's something that's easy for me. You know, cooking meals is not easy for me. I don't understand how anyone gets dinner on the table. But getting my butt in the chair to be productive and creative happens to be easier for me. So I thought, hmm. What's up about that and what helps me and other people? So here's something I've been doing, and that's been exercising my right to use my delete button on my computer. Uh, I went through, you know how easy it is to start collecting uh, um, newsletters and emails 
you know, I know, and I, hey, I want all you guys to sign up for the Crapcast email and newsletter. But sometimes we have more than we need and a lot of doubles, or we grow out of something or we're not using it. And there is a fear of uh, getting off that list that we'll miss something. But that, just like if you have an article of clothing and you haven't worn it for a bunch of years, you pretty much can safely pass it on and get rid of it. I feel the same way about some of the emails and uh, things I hear from that I'm not taking advantage of. That still takes up a lot of time uh, on my on my computer when I'm going through and looking at emails. So I started looking and using the delete button and unsubscribing. And that made me just get even a little bigger with my thought of my delete button. And what things can I remove from my life that really aren't servicing me to stay focused where I want to? And that's really the template, the, the sentence I used before I uh, unsubscribed or delete something. Is this helping me stay focused, keeping my butt in the chair and getting done what I want to get done? And you pretty much know right away either if it's a yay or a nay. And uh, it was a little tricky at first. Uh, a little sad at first, a little hard to do at first, but uh, quickly caught on to that delete button, just like cleaning out the closet, cleaning out the drawer, cleaning out the pantry. It feels good to clean out some space. So I put that out there for all of you to think about that delete button that we all have uh, on our computers and use it on your computer or other places in your life that we can eliminate a big chunk of stuff that we don't really need that keeps us from getting focused and getting the old proverbial butt in the chair. So I put that out there to all of you. Uh, if you're, you know, in that similar kind of situation, you're thinking, hmm, how can I get rid of some more stuff to do so I have more quality time to spend doing what I want to do? There's a little suggestion for all of you. So there we go. So Hey guys, I want to thank you. Like always, I just really want to send out a big thanks for all of you who come on, who listen, who come over and take classes, who buy recordings, who make my life possible here to keep the craft cast business up and running. I send you a big, big hug and a big sincere thank you. Uh, please stay in contact. I love hearing from you. You can leave me an email. Just go on over to the craftcast.com site. You can see there's a contact button there where you can email me or you can give me a message and call me at 877-819-1859. That number is also under the contact section there, so you don't have to worry about writing it down right now. And you can also find this show on iTunes. Go into iTunes and type into the search engine bar there, the word Craftcast, and you will see the show as well as the app. And thank you all you guys who, who are buying the app again. It is fun to have the app and be able to listen on your phone wherever you are when you have some downtime and you want to hear one of these interviews. Uh, so the app's great for that. Uh, and when you're in iTunes, you can push the subscribe button. And someone asked me the other day, what does that mean to subscribe? What that means is in iTunes is that every time I put up a new show, it'll automatically come to your folder in your iTunes application where you keep your podcasts. It'll be there. So you don't have to go looking for it. You can just go right to your folder and you'll see, oh, new show from Craftcast. So that's what subscribe does. So makes it, you know, gets rid of one more step, makes it easier for you. So take advantage of that. So there you go, all my fellow crafters and makers. A deep breath, a happy Valentine's Day. And remember, get your butt in the chair and keep crafting. Just get yourself